Old Fashion, read by Miriam Dardis. Suzanne Clothworthy, Mar, BA, nineteen sixty-five, former director of the Grafton Academy of Fashion and daughter of its founder Pauline Clothworthy, talks Dior, Ib Jorgensen, the Trinity Ball, and why her mother always embraced new trends. When Susan Clothworthy Marr was a Trinity student in the early 1960s studying English, French and mental and moral science, which was what we call philosophy, she had a more glamorous part-time job than most students, in the Grafton Academy of Fashion Design, conveniently located just across the railings in Nassau Street. Although she doesn't boast of it, she must have also been one of the best-dressed students. Her mother, Pauline Clatter Clothworthy, the founder-director of the Grafton Academy, made some of her clothes and the talented final-year students would run up designs for her for special occasions. I remember for one of the Trinity Balls that Dior look was in, with those big voluminous skirts. I had great fun with that. Suzanne was reared in the Grafton Academy. I would go in after school to help out, and although she initially resisted being stuck into the family business, it was her destiny. After graduation, she would work alongside her mother for decades, and would then take over as director herself until 2019. The story starts back in 1924, when the 12-year-old Pauline Keller did a wonderful fashion drawing of a dress. She was the daughter of a solicitor of German origin, Robert Nesbitt Collar, who changed his name to Keller at the outbreak of the First World War, and his wife Edith, Nee Thompson, a Quaker from Enniscordy, from whom Pauline got her talent in art. The family was well off and lived in Glasshool Lodge, but did not splash out on clothes, so the fashion mad Pauline would walk up the pier at Kingstown, Dunleary, looking at fashions, and would try and copy the designs for her own clothes. The Kellers were progressive about female education. Pauline's half-sister Geraldine was one of the first women to attend Trinity, and Pauline went to the Metropolitan School of Art. All she wanted to draw was fashion pictures, explained Suzanne, so eventually one of the professors, Sean Keating, advised her to go to London to study fashion drawing. She went to Brown's Paris Fashion School and then to the British Institute of Dress Designers in Piccadilly, where she learned design and pattern making, as well as drawing. She had pronounced talent, but from an early age, her ambition was to bring teaching in dress design to Ireland, which had then no dedicated institute. With a small loan from her father to buy equipment and rent premises, she set up Grafton Academy in 1938 in rooms overlooking Stevens Green, where appropriately enough Topshop would be located, and opened with just 15 students. She designed the course herself, a four-year diploma where students learned drawing, pattern making, sewing, garment assembly and tailoring for coats and suits. All students worked towards a collection in their final year, which they would use to get jobs in the industry. The annual shows became a feature of the Dublin calendar. The school grew fast and helped develop the clothing manufacturing industry in Ireland, which remained viable for decades, until textile manufacturing moved to Asia. After marriage and motherhood, Pauline continued working, unusually for the period. It was by no means easy. Even though she was providing this brilliant training, she got no government grants at all and the academy had to pay its way, says Suzanne. My father was an engineer, but also a good carpenter, and he made the desks and furniture for the academy. Students were ready to pay fees because the standard was exceptionally high. Graduates over the decades include household names in Irish fashion and design. Nellie Mulcahy, Cloda Phillips, Ibe Jorbson, Paul Costello, Louise Kennedy, Caroline Donnelly, Liz Quinn, Richard Lewis, and Kewan Hanley. As a schoolgirl, Suzanne was entranced by the academy. I would go there after school, and I ended up doing a lot of the course informally. I knew from a young age that, although I liked the sewing and the exactness of garment making, I was never going to be a designer. I don't have my mother's talent at drawing or pattern making. What I did love and was always good at was dealing with people. I was shy at college with my peers, but I wasn't shy in the academy managing students and teachers. 
It got so if anyone had issues or something that needed sorting, people would say send them to Susie. The swinging 60s was a wild time in Trinity as elsewhere, but Susan insists that she wasn't part of any of that. It was the era of Mary Quaint and the mini skirt and the most radical change in fashion since the flapper girls of the 1920s. The strict tailoring and fullness of Dior gave way to something much skimpier and more unstructured, but apparently Pauline was unfazed. She was never shocked by the direction of fashion, and she never said the old days were better. She always embraced new trends. She was completely open-minded, and I think that's why her students were so creative. Susan married young and soon had three children, and like her mother before her, juggled the academy of parenting. I would go in a few mornings or afternoons a week when the children were small. My mother kept working into her 80s, but of course she was doing less, so I needed to do more. We had excellent teachers who looked after the design and creative side, and I ran the business and looked after students, which included getting them good placements after graduating. Like her mother, she continued working well past the age most people retire, but eventually came to hand it on. Both her daughters, Vicky and Janice, have inherited their grandmother's talent, and both had worked as tutors in the academy, but having moved abroad and started families, they were not in a position to take it over. Instead, Susan approached two long-standing teachers, Colin Atkinson and Evelyn Rehler. I knew they would be brilliant, and it was important to me that the ethos of the academy continue. I got offers from other institutions who were after the name, but I resisted. Colin and Evelyn took over in 2019, and the academy now has a degree course, rather than a diploma, which is something we had long sought. They are about to relocate to Portobello, which I think is a great area for it, but it will still be the Grafton Academy. I know my mother would be thrilled.